I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yo, Alternative Facts Podcast. We are back. Have you guys heard the new Paris song? I love this band. I've made it known on Twitter and on this podcast before. I got to hear that song a little bit early. I loved it. Couldn't wait for everyone to hear it so I could just kind of geek out with everybody else. And actually, I even did one of those annoying tweets where I tweet like, I've just heard a song and I can't say what it is, but it's so good. I, I did one of those. Well, finally, What's Wrong came out last week. It's off Paris's sophomore album that's due this August. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for it. It's... Uh, looking shaping up to be a nice step forward from their first album probably more coming from me in paris follow me on twitter see pain on a plane to keep up with all that so moving on moving on to other pertinent things what else is there lately i've just been getting back into the swing of things i did a governor's ball the first weekend of june then i did nashville and then bonnaroo the next week so last weekend was my first weekend back in brooklyn for this month basically just spent it recharging, getting myself back into office life, you know, catching up on new releases, which we'll talk about a lot in this podcast in my next segment, catching up on work, catching up on some other billboard projects I have coming up. So last week, last week's episode of Alternative Facts, we had an interview with Alex and Jack from All Time Low. If you're back listening this week, we're glad to have you around for round two. By the way, subscribe, get it every week, listen every week, but Rest assured, we're talking about All Time Low again this week. This time we're going to focus on how the album did kind of wrap things up, how it did its first couple weeks out in the world, how it performed, how it sold, what kind of an impact it made. Up next, here's me with Kevin Rutherford from the Billboard Charts Department talking about All Time Low, how that album's doing, and also checking in on some other updates from around the rock charts world. A lot of stuff in the rock all Yeah, world. I mean, it's just a, it was a huge album release. I, I was telling you, or album release day, I was telling you, I think it was yesterday, like, I'm just like, man, I'm still trying to catch up. It's like all these new, all these new albums that came out, new singles, you know, I just keep like finding something new that like I totally missed. And whereas like some weeks, you know, I look down the list of like the stuff that came out on like a Friday and I'm like, all right, I'm good. And like, it's, I'm done in like within like 15 minutes. So 
a lot of new alternative albums led by Lord, but certainly not uh, certainly not just Lord either. So it's a it's a big week. Yeah. So how is Lord looking? Lord is looking good. It's looking like she's going to get her first number one Ooh. on the Billboard 200. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we're looking at right now. Let me let me get the number here. I'm pretty sure it's uh, yeah, it's eighty to ninety thousand uh, equivalent al- album units is the current number. Uh, now the last one did do in the more than the one twenties, but that was first of all you know multiple years ago, and it also had like a hit single beforehand. Yeah, and and that was over time that was cumulatively right <laughs> that wasn't just all week one that was gradual build up well, it was actually week one. Oh, really it, it sold right. it sold that much because royals was huge already before mm-hmm. the album dropped you're right exactly yeah. yeah because she'd had the ep and you know she'd had some time to kind of work up to it so there was a lot of buzz around lord by the time that album the, the mm. full length dropped so it made sense um but yeah again this one doesn't really have that huge top 10 single and that's something that people have written about this album a lot you know it's like oh yeah it doesn't have that royals at least you know right off the bat so it was never going to probably sell as much as the first one did and and that's Mm. not a big deal necessarily but it still looks like it's going to be number one in a week where there are a lot of big releases and pure heroin never did that it actually uh topped out at number three so that's i mean I'm, i'm sure lord will take a number one album absolutely and for those listening, some context as to what it means for her to sell about 90 equivalent album units her first week. That's roughly what Halsey did with her mm-hmm. with a Hopeless Fountain Kingdom for like a similar alternative pop yes. artist. Halsey sold a little bit more, but same ballpark as Lord. Exactly. Same ballpark. Same about, and I'd say about the same strength of like lead single. I mean, sure. Now or Never by Halsey is still rising right now. But, you know, in terms of where Greenlight peaked and where Now or Never has peaked so far, I'd say they're about kind of in the same ballpark. So not shocking mm-hmm. to have um, – I, I, at least I don't think it's shocking for them to be about in the same area. And cool thing is it also – if Lord does end up going number one, it'll give us our first – it'll give us three straight weeks of women at number one on the Billboard 200, which has not happened in a while. And it hadn't been happening there for a while even that a woman at all – could get number one so uh well i think once the story started coming out like you know there hasn't been a number one by, by a woman on the billboard 200 for a very long time all of a sudden we got three in a row and i'm not saying that we're not just gonna it's not we're not gonna fall back into this problem again here like next week but at the very least you know three in a row because katie perry last week and mm-hmm. uh hopefully lord next week we'll see so do you think this Lord album has legs sales-wise going to keep being big? you think there's maybe a, a Dark Horse single that can start getting oh, big, give it more life? There is a Dark Horse single, and it is the current single. Ooh. Perfect Places is going to be it's gonna be that song. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'll be so shocked if it isn't. And, like, look, it came out about, what was it, three weeks ago at this point, I think, or something like that. It, it's, it's still fairly new. Um it was sent as the next single to Alternative and AAA, which are still Lord's uh, home bases at this point. Um, it was sent to that uh, pretty much immediately. Greenlight fell off. It had actually made it had stayed on the chart the entire time up to that point. Um, actually, I think it's still an alternative this week, but it's about to fall off. The point is, it went on there. I think it debuted at number thirty this week on Alternative, um, and I'm sure AAA will follow soon. And uh, it's already off to a really good start there, um, which is pretty cool. And uh, 
when I first heard that song, and maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree, but I it, it felt to me more like not necessarily a rehash of the first album, but it felt way more in line with the first album than Greenlight did. It felt kind of like a team to me in a way. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I, I could see this actually really hitting. Um, it's not going to be immediate, certainly, and it hasn't been. But, uh, you know, I, I could it do better than Greenlight? I think that, you know, once it's once it's uh, life is over as a single... I feel like we could be seeing this one higher than, than Greenlight ended up going. It's a little more of a slow builder, but that's the single to okay. watch, watch, watch for right now. Last song on the album, but uh, possibly the best one. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on that record. I don't know. So it's, it's, it's tough to say, but certainly the most radio accessible. So Cool. So look out for Perfect Places. Want to move on to some talk about the artist who was our featured interview on last week's episode of Alternative Facts. All time low. So, mm. last Young Renegade album dropped a couple weeks ago. How did that one do on the charts? So it became another number one on the Alternative Albums chart for them, which is uh, I think the third or fourth. I forget the exact number, but they they've had number ones before. This is nothing new. Um, number nine on the Billboard 200, um, and you know it, it it did well. It it sold about thirty three thousand equivalent album units about. 30,000 that was pure album sales but it's tempting when you look at that album to say oh well maybe this was a bit of a flop because of how the last record did in 2015 um future hearts future hearts yes that album was number two in the in the country number one in pure sales it was only not number one because of furious seven and Al, see you again see and the, you the again. <laughs> that in the moment and everything so yes and see you again with with the way billboard 200 works you know we add in streams as well as individual track sales at a certain formula and uh basically the a lot of the points that that the album was able to get from see you again which i believe was the number one song in the country at that point if not it was on certainly on its way uh that actually ended up tr- pushing it past all-time low to number one. Otherwise, all-time low would have had a number one album with somewhere in the ballpark of about uh, somewhere in the 70,000, maybe 75,000 in pure sales. Um, yeah, I have written here 75,000 copies and 80,000 units. Yes, yeah, which is which a is lot. obviously way more than this album did. But um, at the same time, you know, it, it's been tough to figure out exactly why, because um, my colleague Keith Caulfield, who... Uh, who handles the Billboard 200 and a lot of our albums charts. I, I talked to him about it this week, and I'm like, do you remember, you know, two years ago at this point, what happened? And, and, and he, did, he did call it a bit of an anomaly, because if you look at the album sales for this record before that, um, or, or for All Time Low before 2015, they're a little more in line with what uh, Last Young Renegade did. And if you're an All Time Low fan out there, you might be re- like raising your hand and being like, oh, hey, Remember that Polaroid thing they did, which was like five different yeah. different Polaroids, and only one of them was in each album. So if you really wanted to get all five, there was a good chance you were buying multiples of the same album. Was it five or was it five in in, in there were twenty total? I either was, way, either way, the ratio is <laughs> the, the ratio same. Is e- the either either way, if you want if you want all of them, you need to buy one and then four others. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so that would certainly help. Kind of in the same way that, you know, if um, I put out a record today and I said, you know, each one has like a 
different poster or maybe there's like a different like cover on it and you have to collect all of them, you know, that's mm. going to drive some extra sales. Or, you, you know, this this is something that people do. You know, lately what we've been talking more about is ticket bundles for like concerts. Like, okay, if you buy a ticket to the concert, you'll get an album or, or something like that. You know, usually we've been talking about that more recently, but this was a little different than that. But it's still like the same idea. And the point is to bump up your album sales just a little bit. And it seems like that's what they did and it's, and they succeeded. Um, so again, the fact that they didn't necessarily do that this time isn't necessarily a bad thing. So I think the sales that they came up with for this record, especially given that, as we all know, All Time Low are not really a radio band. They're not the kind of band that really gets played there a whole lot. Certainly not enough for it to be like having have a meaningful impact on radio in the sense of like, oh yeah, they're number so such and such on the charts. They they might get played. You might have heard Dirty Laundry on your alternative station, but chances are you didn't hear it nearly as much as you know Lord, let's say. Um, so for them to do what they did, and in with a new label for that matter, yeah, it's not bad. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the album is straight up better than Future Hearts. Yeah. And you would think that coming out on Fuel by Ramen being in conjunction with Atlantic, there'd be a little bit more of label pull there than when they were on Hopeless. So you, I was expecting this one to sell a little bit better. Yeah, you would think that that there would be more, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I really can't say for sure. But again, for, for me, I think it oftentimes does come down to, you know, okay, yeah, you know, you can have a, a a very vibrant and you know supportive fan base, um, but I think you know it depends on like how how big is that fan base actually, because again, look at the album before Future Hearts and how it was selling. It sold in somewhere like the forty thousand range, so and that that was also without really a huge radio single. This one didn't have one either. It sold about however much and future hearts did well because of or seemed like partially and because of that uh bundle but again it didn't have this radio single i think what all-time low would have needed in order to have sold even better would have had to then had to have a song that captured the attention of someone other than the main fan base yeah i think it seems like that's what didn't happen but again that's something that they've never really had so i'm sure they don't really care too much maybe they do maybe they don't i don't know but you know it, it doesn't change the fact that these are still pretty good songs very catchy songs uh i think the first half of that record is just a just full of hooks yeah man full of them so uh who knows maybe something will become a sleeper thing like yeah, you know, who knows you know months later somehow I, I i'm surprised that dirty laundry didn't do better than it did i think that's like that's that's the song that's well, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on. Shout out your Twitter handle. Anything else you're working on right now? Uh, I am Surfwax83 on Twitter, and I am working on absolutely nothing right now except these charts here. Just working them charts. Game in the system <laughs> for Portugal the man. That's uh, never said that. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that in secrecy. Come on. Um that's about it. It's just cool. gearing up for the summer. More uh, looking forward to seeing all these uh, new singles continue to rise. I mean, I think it's 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 fun to have all these new songs out. I'm it's my yeah, favorite my favorite totally. time of year when you get all, like all these new songs all at once. We didn't even talk about like Arcade Fire, for instance. And they've got new music out. Just like Joy Wave. It's just so much. It's mm-hmm. exciting. So I, that, that's what I live for at least right now. So awesome. Ooh, I'm a rebel, just 
Alright, so we're back. We've got another interview coming up next, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Next up, we got an artist interview. This is actually an interview with a full band, so basically you get to listen to me hanging out with Charlie Bliss for the next 15 minutes. Uh, Charlie Bliss is a Brooklyn-based poppy rock band. They made one of my favorite albums of this whole year so far. It's definitely in my top five albums of 2017 right now. Guppy is the name of the album. It actually has a goldfish on the cover, but that's okay. It came out April, back in April on Barstick Records and... In case you haven't heard their music yet, so you get to get a little sample before you listen to our talk, here's a nice segment of my favorite song of theirs. It's called Westermark. Tight hooks all around, really good guitar solo in that song, all about these guys. So I did this interview a little while back after seeing their record release show at Baby's All Right in Brooklyn. We looked back on that show, what they have ahead, just sort of chatted about all kinds of stuff. So they made my day really fun. Here is my interview with Charlie Bliss. Charlie Bliss, welcome to the Billboard Studio. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. us. There's lots of voices going on for those listening at home. So for these bands, full band interviews, I'd like to start off by going around, introduce yourself, tell us what you play in the band. Sick. I'm Eva. I sing and play guitar in Charlie Bliss. I'm Sam, and I play drums. I'm Spencer. I play guitar. I'm Dan. I play bass. I almost said I'm Spencer, too. (laughs) You are? I'm Dan. (laughs) So you guys recently released debut album, Guppy, yeah. did the record release show, hometown show in Brooklyn at Baby's All Right last week. Probably a lot of friends there, maybe friends and family, totally. exciting show. Take me through that. What was that all like? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, we had also just been on tour for a month and it was like our first day back. So I think we were, it was just really overwhelming in a nice way to like see everybody and be home and like... And it was just so cool. I mean, we we played Babies All Right, like, years ago, I think, to, like, two or three, yeah. like, maybe, like, maybe five people. Generous. Um, and have kind of, like, been playing there, like, 
and slowly like having it build up but like but to sell out babies all right and have that many people there and have people know the words to our record now that it's out like it was it was, it was crazy coming it was yeah. amazing you guys all live in brooklyn yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. So that was your first day back from tour. So probably a lot was going on. You guys have to probably get laundry taken care of, sort (laughs) lots of things out, and then also go play a big show. So what were those 24 hours like? (laughs) We got home at like one or two in the morning. uh, The night before. The night before. We uh, we had played in Philly and we just were like, we got to get home. Um, And... I don't know about you guys. I was just really happy to see my boyfriend. I ate my favorite hummus. Um, I like. I just basically. I think I watched like four episodes of Angel. I just, yeah. <laughs> just was so happy to be home. I feel like you have to wait like at least three days to do anything productive after getting yes. home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And so some highlights from this show. You guys played new music. You just put out an album did the record release show for the album and then played new songs <laughs> since, that have been done since the album. So are these coming? What what can you tell us about this new music? Yes. Well, our record is so funny because, you know, it, it took us a really, really long time to put it out. Spent a really long time writing it. Um, so some of the songs are super old and some of them are newer, but, like, we're so excited to be writing yeah. new music. I mean, we recorded the record... A little over a year ago so we're we feel really excited about writing more and uh yeah i mean our we're hoping to record our second record as soon as possible so yep. we're just we're in full writing mode and it was what two new songs you guys played yes mm-hmm. cool yeah how do you guys i mean because these days you must be used to just whatever you do at a show it could be put on youtube how do you feel about just Playing. I mean, I haven't checked, so I don't know if the songs are there. I'm just thinking now. But how do you feel about playing new music and it's like the first way a lot of people hear it is just like, oh, Charlie Bliss' new song on YouTube already. Cool. Yeah, I feel it's already happened to us in the past, even like with uh, the song Black Hole. Um, I guess less so with like the song structure, but the name kept changing of the song. Yeah. And so people kept commenting, oh, wait, that song's not going to be on the record. Yeah, oh, where's, Bad called, where's Bad Box? Where's Bad Box? Why is Bad Box not on Cornhole? the record? Where's it? And then, I don't know, you kind of just have to like... I feel like playing new songs live is like the best way to test them and see, you know, how people react and okay, what what is working, what's not working. And so if people hear it and it totally changes the next time they hear it, I guess you kind of just have to to roll with it. But yeah. yeah. And I think it's I think it's really cool. Like I've definitely seen um, some of my favorite bands they'll play a new a brand new song and then the next time I see it uh, next time I see them play it'll be like completely different and I think it's really cool to like watch a song change. Yeah. Totally. And I'm happy there's, like, record of it. Like, yeah. especially, like, if those songs change, it's kind of funny to be, like, because we, like, we really watch them back. Like Sam said, like, we really, we learned so much from p- playing them live, but then also from watching those videos back and be like, oh, that doesn't quite sound right or that, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of fun for us to look back and be like, oh. Remember like, that part? Yeah, remember what? Like, what were we that? thinking? We have a lot of songs that way where now we look back at the videos on YouTube and we're like. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is funny, though. I feel like people can get attached, though. Yeah, to, like, totally. Very they'll true. Hear, they'll hear the new version and they'll be like, wait, what happened to like the bridge? Like That yeah, was my yeah, favorite yeah. part. And we're like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you guys have a pretty chill attitude towards all this. It makes me think. When LCD Sound System got back together and played the reunion shows in New York at Brooklyn Steel, when they were about to play a couple new songs, they put out a sign outside the venue for people coming in right. requesting people, please don't record these songs on any device and put them on YouTube. Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, 
I think I think the way we feel about it, I don't I don't know that it's chill because I, I but I, I I think it's more so like, you know, especially with the internet, like you're gonna get judged kind of harshly for anything that you do, and people now have a forum to say anything that they want to say about anything that you ever put out, and I think the way that we feel about it is like, you know, I'm. I'm personally, I'm fine with anybody saying anything about us on the internet as long as I feel good about whatever we've put out yes, into the world. Right. So it's like, if someone says like a song sucks, then I can sit there being like, well, I we were happy and like, you know, yeah. whatever. So, so it goes. But if we put out something that I don't feel is right, I don't feel like we worked hard enough on, like it didn't quite come together and then people say mean things on the internet, I'm like... I'm like a wreck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, so True. I think that's so important. It's just like you kind of you have to have like some kind of distance from all of that stuff, but also like use it as a tool in a way. Totally, totally, very well adjusted. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so Dan, you're the most recent member to join the band, right? Mm-hmm. So what's it? Or t- tell us when? How like how long have you been in the band? Uh, like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. The... So not super recent at this. No, point. yeah, and I've you know I've been watching them come up. When did you <laughs> When did you first see them before you joined? Probably their first one of their Is first you... shows. I mean, I saw before they Jimmy's were called Seaside. No, he no. was at he was at Arlene's grocery. I also saw previous incarnations oh, of the band in Fairfield, the, Connecticut. Oh, at Neutral Ground. Yeah. Oh God, don't talk about it. Well, I'm not gonna. We're not what gonna were the, What were the old names of the band? <laughs> no. no. Uh, no I comment. Want to say. <laughs> we had like we had a brief stint, like we were like a Starbucks band for a minute. Yeah, totally. We were. It, if you look even, okay. If you look even, banjos. A I played banjo on, YouTube, on like three songs. Yeah, yeah. You, you could. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. We'll make it a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, you exactly. Could, it's there. It's, it's if there. you want it, you'll get it. You'll get it. <laughs> you'll you'll get, get it. it. <laughs> so this sounds like a rather seamless transition into yeah. being a member of Charlie Bliss. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and we're all childhood friends, so it's like it really didn't even feel like any much had really changed in no. that in that way. There was never like an awkward period of like. Oh. Except it got much better, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that goes without saying. He murders the low yeah. end. Do you think there's any challenges that come from being in a band with people who you're all really tight with from way back? Challenges. Um, I think it's. Pretty much all positives. I think it's like a challenge because we have too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it's good because you know if if someone's annoying you, which is inevitable, you can kind of just be like, just stay away from me for five minutes. But you know, I yeah, love you. I think exactly. <laughs> I, I think we all kind of have like more of a familial relationship than we do like friend relationships. And I think, like, because of that, like like Sam was saying, it's, like, when we're annoying each other, I feel like it's more like a sibling thing of, like, I know you're really annoying me, but I also know that, like, if anyone said anything mean about you, I would kill them. <laughs> and, like, I, I am on your team 100%. But, like, so I, I think, like, and I think a, a lot about that, about how, like, if we were touring, like, with anybody, I feel like we would be so miserable I, I think we just mostly have a ton of fun yeah what would happen if like for album number two you guys get really proggy and add like a touring keyboardist who just messes up <laughs> yeah. the chemistry completely it would probably bring us closer together because yeah, we, yeah. would, we all... would all hate the keyboardist yeah totally 
universal hatred it's and just, like and then we'd never annoy each other all of our yeah. like all of our they could ride in a separate car yeah, so yeah totally. they can get a trailer yeah <laughs> i guess one potential negative is like i feel like other bands are like scared to approach us sometimes because we're so insular with like our we have so many inside jokes and i feel really self-conscious when there's other people around because we have to like tone it down when we first start a tour with a band i feel like we are we come in so hot we are like really we're like we're so we bring out like the goofiest in each other and like and i feel like and like yeah like we said like just so many so many terrible stupid inside jokes that like i don't know i feel like yeah sometimes i feel like that's a negative oh you guys intimidated me right off oh yeah no No, it's not intimidation it's more like what is wrong with those people yeah Yeah, more like like, (laughs) how do we make sure these people don't hate us Yeah. yeah that's really so what is it like when you guys are on the road together what's your vibe like those long drives a lot of music. Yeah, a lot of um, a lot of peaks and valleys. There'll be, um, you know, we'll have like if it's an early drive, I think it's nice to. St- we usually start out with like some nice, soft, like fun music, but then like as the J progresses, inevitably, um, things get a little bit more and more off the rails. Uh, we have something called the blast radius in the van. And basically, whenever we're about, it, it ranges from an hour to about thirty minutes outside of the venue. We need to kind of like you know breathe some life back into okay. ourselves. So we play um, music that we really like in a like a pretty like ironic like tongue in cheek sense, or or sometimes like very much you know these are songs we really like, but it's you know usually kind it's of, bad music. Yeah, it's in the realm of like the grind soundtrack. Baja Men has been a Aaron new Carter, addition. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's really good to hear your Hinder? voice. Hinder? Oh, nice. Um, Maybe yeah. oh, Lips of an Angel. Lips of an Angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lips of an Angel is like a alumni of the I heard the that in the supermarket the other day, and I like, got misty. Like, I missed you guys <laughs> so much. I was like, so Nickel sweet. Yeah. Coming yeah. from the lips of an So good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that band was like the last gasp of that Nickelback sound. Yeah, that well, was. They were a lot of Nickelback too. Nickelback has creeped in every once in a yeah. while. I'm not gonna lie to. Oh God. Yeah. One of my favorites for that genre. It's like for like a workout song for me. You guys know uh, Breaking Benjamin's "So Cold." Oh yes, dude. I used to love Breaking I, Benjamin. Yeah, I used to. Wait, how does it sing a little bit? You're so cold. cold keep your hands in mine. Yeah, that's not even the chorus. You're so cold. Yeah, that that's one. like the previous. Oh. Show me how it ends. I remember uh, <laughs> I saw Breaking Benjamin for sure. There was a, a Chevelle Breaking Benjamin concert. Oh hell yeah! I wanted lucky, to go to so bad. Yeah. My parents would not let so me go, lucky. but that's like that's all oh, I no. wanted. It's the only thing I wanted when I was like oh, 12 gosh. years old. Wait, what were all of your first concerts? Oh. Um, Weezer and Foo Fighters, actually. Mine, too. We were at the same concert. We were at the same one! Crazy. I always forget about that. That's insane. The exact insane. same one. First concert. What about you, Danny? Uh, well, like, a real, like, a band or, like, a concert? Because I, you know, I saw, like, kids' music when I was younger. You saw but no, like, a, like a band. Yeah. I think Probably, maybe Real Big Fish with, with Spencer, I think. Oh, and your dad. And my dad. Awesome. Uh... <laughs> And then, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers at some point. But I don't know what the first one was. Probably Real Big Fish. What was yours? Michelle Branch and the Dixie Chicks. At oh, Madison that rules. Square Garden. That's amazing. Oh, that That's rules so hard. It, it was oh amazing. <laughs> it's great. Life-changing. I want to go to that concert now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yellow Card, if we're playing along. Yellow Card. 
the oh. matches and the starting line was mine. Whoa, oh, the starting, the starting line. line. Yes. I played the starting line in the Blast Radius and Dope. the band. Starting line is great. Great That's band. Awesome. Oh, yellow, yellow card. card. Big time. Cool. Well, that's all I have in mind. Is there anything you guys want to shout out? We got the... a cool show coming up. Yeah, that we just oh, announced yeah. today. Actually, pretty oh, much. Oh yeah, September twenty eighth. We're playing Music Hall of Williamsburg with Sad Thirteen and Bellows, and we're so so excited. excited. Oh, the best awesome! Band yeah. In the world. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and you guys are also headlining. Wait, is that the same? Sh- yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, I am. Cool. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah. yeah, I saw. I mean, I saw Sad Thirteen and Sadie and. Speedy a lot and uh, saw Bellas not too long ago. They're oh, awesome. no yeah. Way. yeah, we really love them. Yeah. Cool. We like yeah. fell in love with them this tour. Bellas, yeah. <laughs> so, any other projects, Twitter handles, anything? I, I have like writers on a lot and ask them for like their Twitter and things they're writing, working we got on tweets. anything. We got tweets for days. <laughs> Charlie Bliss. At, at Charlie, Charlie Bliss. Bliss. Yeah. Oh, and a Snapchat too, which I think is the same thing <laughs> at Charlie Bliss. There might be an underscore in between Charlie and Bliss. <laughs> Look hard. You'll find you'll it. Yeah, you'll find it. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, I guess just be on the lookout. We're writing new songs, new record, yeah. mm-hmm. hopefully soon. Everyone go follow this band, follow all the socials. They're awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you guys for coming Thank by. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much. So Charlie Bliss are awesome. If you need a way, a nice entrance point to get into those guys. They only have one album so far, so it's so simple. Ten song album. It's called Guppy. It's out now. Buy it, stream it, whatever. If you need to start with one song, I would go with that one I played earlier in the show. Western Marks is what it's called. Um, but don't just listen to it. You should uh, check out the music video to it, which I actually premiered on Billboard.com last week. So search for, you know, in Google, Billboard Charlie Bliss music video. Get video right there along with a little interview with the band about the video. It's really fun. They're all improving and goofing around at this summer camp where Eva, the singer, used to go in her childhood. It's really cute. It's really funny. In one part of the interview, which I actually had to cut for time that we just did but didn't have time for, she was saying how she really thinks that the way they are in this music video, just the way they're hanging out and Improving really captures the way that they exist and interact as a band in real life. So I think it's a good entrance point to the band. It's a great video. They're a fun little crew, kind of like an improv group that also happens to be a band. So yeah, I'm all about those guys. Anyway, back to this podcast. going to wrap things up. This podcast, in case you're a new listener and don't know about it yet, it posts every Thursday. So to make sure you get it automatically, you should subscribe. Search for hashtag alternative facts, all one word on iTunes or in the podcast app of your phone. And uh, you know what I'm going to say next. Give me that five-star rating. Five-star ratings only. And uh, if you do, maybe I'll shout you out in next week's episode. So we're back next Thursday with an interview with Portugal the Man. Until then, peace out. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.